Welcome to episode 121 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play nine hours, nine persons, nine doors, aka 999. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Mo Murtati. I am so nervous to find out how each of us got stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) And to describe in excruciating detail how she got stabbed in the game, uh, we have friend of the show, special guest, content creator extraordinaire streamer as well. It's Control Alt New back for the second time. Welcome back. Thank you. That is one hell of a welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, you can hear Control Alt Noob on our Psychonaut show that came out in 2020. Um, but if y'all haven't listened to that, Control Alt Noob um, is a great content creator. Why don't you tell the folks at home what you do? Yeah, okay. I have a YouTube channel for um, Let's Plays and um, trying out different games. And then I also stream like three times a week. And that's kind of it. <laughs> Your content is like fun, uplifting, funny. Um, so if you're looking for any of those things and a nice community of people to uh, lift you up, uh, Control Alt Noob does that. So check check her out everywhere. I think on Twitch, you're twitch.tv slash Control Alt Noob Zero. Yeah. And then on YouTube, you are youtube.com slash Control Alt Noob, correct? That is correct. Thank you. <laughs> Dang, I got it off the dome. Absolutely nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Here to nail another game. Bad segue. Uh, Today we're talking about Zero Escape, Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, a game that we will call 999 from this point forward. Um, It was developed by Chunsoft and published by Axis Games in the United States and Canada and North America, as well as Spike in Japan. It was originally released on the Nintendo DS and uh, re-released on iOS in Japan, Vita, PS4, PC, pretty much a little bit of everywhere. So before we get into this crazy game, uh, I want to start with a segment that we call the Fast Pitch, which is a one-sentence pitch about the game uh, to kind of get you get you ready for the madness that's coming. So I'm going to put maybe Mo on the spot first and uh, give his Fast Pitch about 999. Okay, yeah, I think 999 could be considered an escape room graphic novel with an, like good anime caliber voice acting and storyline. That's my quick summary. Dang, you crushed it. Um, Noob, do you, have a, do you have a different maybe fast pitch on it? Mm, so I'll go like story-wise. It's kind of like, it starts off like a Saw-esque game, but then evolves into some sci-fi Madness. <laughs> I love that. Okay, now how do I bring those two together? Um, I think it's a anime escape room murder simulator with sci-fi. See, you guys did a good job. You don't need me, but that's <laughs> that that's nine nine nine. This game is nuts, uh, and the trilogy is nuts too. But first off, I want to know what your history is um, with this game and then the trilogy of games known as the Nonary Games. Um, Noob, I want to start with you. Have you played them before? How did you find out about them? 
Tell us about it. I, I'm not exactly sure where I first came across them, but basically, you know, when you're browsing on the internet and you see people like recommending games and I think I'd been looking for good story games um, or maybe murder games or like mystery games, something like that. And that one kept cropping up and I'd never played a visual novel before. And I was just on my YouTube channel and I was like, I'm going to try this. It's my first visual novel. I'm going to record it. And um, that's kind of how it got on my radar. And then I played this one and it was like about, I think it was three years ago, two or three. Um, And then, yeah, that's kind of the history of this one. Uh, I kind of have a similar history. I bought the original game on DS. So on that shelf somewhere is a 999 copy on DS. I tried it, got to one ending. Beyond this point, guys, spoilers are Mm. happening. Um, I got to one ending and then I said, meh, I I don't know about this and then dropped it. And then while I was unemployed when the pandemic happened last year, I said, man, I'm going to give this game another try on PS4. So I bought the the Nonary games on PS4 to bundle with the first and second game, crushed the first game, crushed the second game, loved them. And right right now I'm playing Zero Time Dilemma, the third game. So, and I think, Noob, you're also either about to play it or playing it now, right? Just about to start, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Can't wait. I'm nine hours in. I'm nine hours in, so like, we should talk later. (laughs) I'm excited. Mo, what's your history? What's your um, history with this one? It's 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 very very humble. I got a message from yourself, Jacob, and uh, Noob on the Discord channel. They're like, "Hey, Mo, you want to play this anime game?" And my jerk <laughs> reaction was like, "Of course." And then I discovered it was like a visual novel, like a graphic novel style game. And I'm kind of hesitant because Jacob, you know my play style. I kind of like interactive games, third person adventures, first person adventures, things like that. And it wasn't it wasn't my cup of tea, if I can use that term. So. I tried to install it, and here's my first little red wall that happened. You're like, you have to play this game called 999. You search 999 on Steam, almost nothing comes out. You get something that pops up that says Nonary. You see zero escape everywhere. So eventually, I think I had to send you guys a chat message. I'm like, I see something here called Zero Escape, the Nonary games. Is this it? Once I download it, I install it. I get a little blurb that pops up, and it says the nine hours, nine doors, nine person thing. And finally, I was able to get through. So with my un necessary struggle which i'm sure no one else had to go through that's my little backstory coming in completely fresh knowing it's just a graphic novel that a lot of people enjoy no mo i i don't i don't disagree with you like 999 nine doors whatever the heck i, I screwed it up three times in the <laughs> intro nine hours nine persons nine doors 999 is not a good title even though it's like numeric and probably comes up first like if you were to do like a Go on giantbomb.com, look at the wiki list. Like, it's probably one of the first games to come up, but, like, it's not a good title. And then with the Nonary Games thing being a bundle, like, I don't think it's necessarily that easy to find. Yeah, and um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. You, you, it's, it's almost like it's not a good title, but it is at the same time. And I think we'll just get into it. Like, it's... It's both of those. It's just marketed a little weird. If someone recommends this game, like, hey, you have to play 999, it's, it's going to be tough for that person to find something. They might have to, like, just default and buy the Zero Escape and then stumble into it uh, that way. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. So I, I played it. Like I said, I tried it on DS first. No voice acting. Do not recommend it. Uh, and then replayed it on PS4. Noob, I believe you played it on PS4, correct? I did, yeah. Mo, you played it on PC, right? 
Yeah, I have it on Steam. Uh, it comes with two of the games. I can't remember the other one, but it's uh, nine nine nine, and then another one's in the bundle. Virtue's Last Reward, which is the second one. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. It's in that and, little bundle. And so let's just like rip off the bandaid, and we all three of us were very nervous to do this because this game is very unique, different, weird. Um, how would you describe what kind of game it is? Like, if you were to describe the gameplay to someone who's never seen it. I'll take a crack at it. Um, It's essentially you're dropped in one fixed location in a room with a lot of story that happens like before, after, and in between these rooms, and you're given the task to escape them. So you're kind of, all of a sudden you wake up uh, in in some kind of vessel slash room and it says, hey, escape. That's your only instruction. And you have the option to just click around your environment. You can turn maybe once or twice in each room, like look at this corner, look at this wall, maybe like go behind this like doorway. And that's essentially it. And you have to reveal different items and clues that eventually give you the solution to open a door or a vault or a closet to proceed through the storyline to the next stage. And that stage takes you to another room and then to another room. So it's almost like a... I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a linear story, but it kind of is. But it's more so like uh, you're going through like a flow chart of different types of uh, possibilities based off of your decision making. Because there's a lot of different decision making that happens. And based on those, you kind of go and experience other rooms that follow along a pretty well put together story with some pretty convincing voice acting. Yeah, it's kind of set out in like a... Like, if you look at the flowchart, there's, like, basically, it's, like, chapters where there's certain sections are novel and then certain sections are escape rooms. Um, So you can kind of see what each section is about. And sometimes there's also bits of novel in the escape rooms, I found as well. Um, But the escape rooms are kind of, like, point and clicky, like, um, is how I would describe them. No, that's that's a perfect way to describe them. I, I think of, like, old school 90s PC games, but, like... On the DS, it was you used the stylus to do some of it, mm. and then on PS4 and PC, on PC I'm sure it was mouse and keyboard, and then PS4 it was like you use the control stick to move around and then and then change different things. I think that this game, from a gameplay perspective, if it was just the escape rooms, I think that this game is would be a very very tough sell because I think that especially in 999, I, I know that like noob and I know what comes next, it gets better. Um, but you don't come to this game strictly because you like escape rooms. It's like you like escape Mm -hmm. rooms and you enjoy like branching narratives and also anime. So like if, if those three things, if like you love escape rooms, you loved, uh, Bandersnatch, um, the, the series from, um, Dark Mirror, like Dark Mirror Bandersnatch, if you love that. And then you watch or like anime, like this is, that is the perfect Venn diagram for this game. So if that was appealing to you, like stop listening to this podcast now, grab this game, play it, and then come back. Because from this point on, we're going to spoil the crap out of this game. And Mo, I, I feel bad for you because I know a thing that you only got one ending, correct? So like walk me through why you decided to only do one of the endings in this game. Yeah, maybe, I hope it doesn't like ruin my playthrough, but m- most of the, so I, Going through the game, I was thoroughly enjoying like step by step the storyline, making my own decisions, um, d- deciding to go one way versus the other based off of my own logic, which maybe we can kind of step through as well. And when I got to my ending, I was almost like 
I was annoyed more than anything. I was like, okay, what do I have to do now? I have to replay a certain like section. I understand there's going to be like future like story points and other things to go through. But in my head, I just kind of felt like, ah, I don't know what the word is. It's essentially like, ah, did I just waste my time? Like, can I, can I just gotten like an okay ending? And then could I use those as like optional paths? Like, you know, in traditional adventure games, you'll have your main storyline. You'll get to the end. You'll wrap everything up. You'll be either angry, sad, or whatever the creator or designer intended. And then if you want to pursue certain other storylines, it's almost like that optional. I don't know if if I did even go through and like see what possibly happened, if I even cared, if that kind of makes any sense. I enjoyed the mystery thriller, and I am almost content with not knowing who Zero is. Because like I felt like he, the in my playthrough, he won. He defeated me, and that was my takeaway that, you know what, he got the, no matter how hard I tried, he got the best out of, like, me, and I'm like, okay, fair enough. Next game, maybe I'll, I'll go at it again and try to do a better route, but the, the replaying thing is something I really don't like doing in games, and I think I've only replayed a game, like, once before. Fair enough, as, as the TikTok would say. Um, Mo, we're either going to convince you that you need to play the rest of the series, or you're going to bounce off, because I don't think that there's a... It's it's a binary. It's like, are you going to get hooked for after the first game? Because, like, we're going to ruin it for you. But truly, like, I think that this game isn't as fun to play as the next ones. So that, like, if we walk you through, give you the story, you might watch a YouTube video and go, like, oh, snap. And then play the next game. Because this game is, I think, total maybe, like, correct me if I'm wrong, noob here, but, like, I think it's 10 hours or less. Which game? Whereas the this one. Uh, 999. Oh, I don't actually know. Well, see, Jacob, that's interesting because I'm kind of like excited to like talk about it to see if it's like worth playing because I know there's other games in this series and um, a lot of it, a lot of the time when I did get that ending, I felt like my ending was wrapped up very quickly uh, and everything kind of was all of a sudden and I had so many like questions and like assumptions that I made already and even with all of that wondering, I'm like, it had like there was definitely something wrong with this one person or whatever that other person. Part of me is like, I didn't get it. Like whatever. Like they they didn't convince me enough. They just kind of said, oh, you die. Try this again. It's I'm like, no, I'm not trying it again. Like do like I don't want to be forced to kind of follow a specific like path. And the fact that it was very linear and you have to go through every single route to like get the end. I don't have that patience, I guess. Maybe modern games have numbed me to the point where I need continuous like stimulation, story progression, or even continued interest in the game. So I hope I'm able to maybe want to play the next ones, but at the same time, I'm, I'm 50-50 on the fence right now as to whether or not I'm going to keep going. I think that potentially, like, it's not very well advertised, or at least if you're not familiar with visual novels, that the fact that one ending isn't actually the end, so you will then go through the game again, but it, it's not the same part of the game. You're going through the different route, through the different rooms with different people, and um, not all of the endings contribute to the bigger story, but most of, well, most of them do, and you can skip the text as well, so that anything you've seen before, it, like, skips forward. Um, so, like, overall, it's, like, quite well-constructed, but when I was going back through my series just to, like, get a refresher today, um, I noticed that I, like, got my first ending, and I was, like, so confused, <laughs> and, um, I did not realize that you had to get all the endings. I thought it was going to be a way shorter series than it was, but then I actually went on to get, like, all of them, um, and I think it's going to blow your mind where it goes, like, because I don't think that you 
got most of what the story is about from one ending. <laughs> I, I have pretty like guesses, and I like I just I did a quick like search before like before, but then I stopped it because I didn't want to continue it on. But when I messaged you guys that I actually finished the game, and you guys said, "Are you sure like you finished it?" You gave me like the spoiler tag thing. That's when I had to look into it to figure out. Oh, there's more to play. But you're right. Uh, it, it's almost like there's no. They do mention, hey, go back and like find the other storylines, but it's almost given to you as like the game is over, like you're done, and there's it's just a mystery that maybe like if if I didn't talk to you guys, I would have just thought, okay, I have to start the next game. That's how I get the actual storyline. But it's you're right. It's it's I don't know if it's uh really written out unless you hear about this game beforehand and someone gives you those instructions the average person just shopping on steam thinking this is interesting i want to see if like maybe half of them continue playing or if maybe half of them don't they think it's over and they think they've played this game already yeah definitely it's like if you don't know you could easily think that like but then again like some of the endings i also feel like leave you with a mystery so you want to go back and figure it out um, depending on, again, your play style, I guess. Like if, like you said, if you're not like somebody who wants to replay something and you don't realize you're not actually replaying the same thing, um, it could be off-putting, but it's definitely designed in a way that each, well, most, well, yeah, all of the playthroughs are different, really. Um. I, I remember the first time I played and I got the axe ending, um, and I distinctly remember being like, what? <laughs> That's what? And then I, I just bounced off. But this time I think again, I, I might've got either like coffin ending or ax ending and then just like said, oh, or knife ending. I don't know. There's six endings to this game, but, but there's like one ending and then a true ending but we're we're gonna get into all that i think what i'd like to do if it's all right with you two is set the scene about characters and where the game starts and then we can talk about some of the escape rooms but i i don't really think that's where the discussion is going to focus i think it's going to be mostly about like where this thing goes yeah so uh go ahead i was just gonna say can we hear more's predictions i'd love to yeah. hear more's predictions <laughs> Okay, yeah, so um, oh, my prediction, so early on, so just to explain some of the characters, so the main character is Junpei, or Jumpy, as he's referred to in like the English yeah. like translation, that's the main character you're playing, um, you're, one, you're just a, one of the, the, the people there, and he has like a, a childhood friend slash like love interest that as soon as you wake up, you recognize like her face and you say, oh, I know this person. It seems like she, like she knows me. The second they made that like, like extra, like paying attention, like point immediately. I'm like, that is the villain. That is zero. And there's no way it's anyone else. Cause throughout she kind of like, she's trying to get super close and you're trying to get super close and obsessive. And I'm like, I'm going to get stabbed in the back. This is typical anime storyline. You think the, this the least expected person is going to come stab you. So that was my first person that definitely on my red flag list that there's an option to like deviate or separate i was always deciding do i want to stay close to stay safe or do i want to stay far and like test out to see if people die that was kind of where a lot of my decision making went so that was my first little hesitation um not bad really <laughs> not bad okay okay we're we're gonna have we're gonna have things to tell you okay i have a few of them 
They, they, go for it. Keep I'm not, going. Okay, I'm not. I'm definitely not. This is, and they're all based off of like events that happen either in the game or if we, I deviated with someone and something happened, and just like my anime prejudice from like all the different like storylines I've seen, and I always think there's something like associated to another storyline. The other one, the uh, blind guy was he Snake Eyes? Snake. Yeah, yeah. Snake was his name. Number one, Snake. Okay, so him. The fact that he was blind, uh, this is another uh, one of the characters that you meet. He's a blind individual who seems very smart uh, and like is aware. He's given like braille instructions by Zero, who's essentially Jigsaw. <laughs> He's the guy who uh, is, we are understand, has created these games to kind of torture us, kill us, or whatever it might be. When I found out he had a disability, one, I'm like, how do we know? Second of all, he has a sister, I guess, or a so-claimed sister who um, says, yeah, he is blind. So we have to accept that by default. If anything anime has taught me, you don't accept anything by default. There has to be like some <laughs> kind of backstory or like you need proof because these are these little acceptances you kind of give like, oh, he's blind, whatever. It's those are usually the ones that kind of have a little bit of interest. So that was another one. But the biggest one, the one that like gave me the biggest red flag was the big guy. The uh, lion. Seven. Seven. That's, he's the the one. He kind of in in one of my paths when you get to I think the the like the the cafeteria area or whatever it might be. He injects mm-hmm. himself with something, and it's like he says it's medicine. He wants to stay back, um, and he's like, "You guys escape and uh, come save me in the time." Even though we, I just had like a sequence that said there's no time to escape and like rescue someone. When that happened, part of me is like, hmm. He knows something, and he's not telling like anyone. So that was my other suspicion that popped up. Is he the 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 big character who lost his memory, or is he the big character with kind of the white hair? The the, the I always for some reason I, he looks like a lion. To is me. He's is like it a big... Ace uh, the one who injected himself? It was Ace number one. Number one, yeah. Mm. It wasn't the like uh, the former police officer. If you're asking that, like it wasn't him. Uh, he seemed to me fairly like I didn't have too many suspicions by him, but now I'm kind of wondering if maybe he is zero just because I had no suspicions and that's how anime works. <laughs> um, but anyways, so for him, he got past my like my radar and I didn't think anything of it. But Ace, for sure, I feel like something was wrong. And my last final like semi predictions before I got my endings was when before I got my sub ending, I got one of the submarine ones. Um there was a moment when you split up with another group of three and the second you get like you open the doorway you see three of them dead on the ground anime rules tell me how do you know they're dead you see blood how do you know they're dead so all of them became targets for me something is going on between all of them but uh june what's it called her name the junpei's like love interest june June. Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, her her code name is June, but her true name is Akane Kurashiki. Yeah. Okay, so June was the only one that wasn't dead, and I was so excited. I'm like, she's definitely zero. Everyone else is dead. She's like, whatever. And then I think I turn a corner or open a door, and she's flat on her face dead too. But in my head, my same rule applies. How do I know she's dead? Um, whatever it might be. And at that point, I'm getting into the sub, get stabbed in the back. And I'm like, ah, it's definitely one of them, but I'll never know. And I left <laughs> upset. I'm like, it, I, in my head, I'm like, I figured out who it was. It was one of those people. But the fact that I got stabbed, I'm like, I guess I'll never know. I'm just drifting into the ocean forever gone. So that was how I <laughs> enjoyed my playthrough. I enjoyed the game. I loved it. And all those things that happened, like I was satisfied with like a bad ending. 
And I can see that if I found out another storyline, it'll be pretty interesting too. But for me, I'm like, hey, I had fun. Like, I'm, I'm pretty cool with it. <laughs> I am so excited with Noob to kind of open your eyes to see like what truly happened. Um, let me just very quickly set the scene. And then I think Noob, what you and I should do is just like go into it and just like dump the whole story on Mo and get us reactions. Yeah. One thing I want to ask before you jump in is... Uh, because I looked up afterwards and I found out there were multiple endings, not that I figured out any, any of them were, is there one that's considered like this is the actual one you want or, or is it just a favorable one? Like could any of the bad ones be the ones that are like this is it or is there a final like cutscene where, hey, you've completed the game, here's the credits kind of ending? Here's Here's the fun thing. In universe, oh man, in universe... Some would say that, like, if you got an ending, that is where your character's story ends. But you'll learn as the games go on that that is not the case. Sorry, that was, like, really cryptic. <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to not spoil where the next games go. Noob, is, it, is there a better way to explain that? I would just say, yeah, there is a, um, a true end to this game. Um, but it's kind of locked behind. You have to get one ending, and then it unlocks... A proper ending um you don't have to get all of the bad ones but i would say for the purpose of like the story and what you're asking yes there is like a true end cool, cool there cool, are cool. six endings um axe sub knife uh and then uh safe and then i believe there's like coffin and true ending yeah i think those are the six I have a, a flowchart up, and I think you nailed it, Jacob. Okay. Whew. My memory is good. I played this game not... This is the first time I've we're, we're doing a podcast where, like, I played this game, like, more than, like, just recently. Like, I played it almost a year ago, but truthfully, still a game that I think about to this day, which is, like, not a not a thing I can commonly say. But let me let me dump some story about characters and where we started. So nine characters, um, Ace Snake. Sorry, there are nine people that essentially show up on a in a boat. They have um, wristwatches on that have numbers attached to them, and you quickly learn that there's a man named Zero, and he is recreating what's called the Nonary Games. It is a game where nine people um, have to do a series of puzzles in order to escape with their lives before the ship, they find out they're on a ship, the ship sinks. Um, one character who the character you play, um, he reveals, oh man, there are nine characters, and then uh, one of them you know. You say her name, but very quickly everyone's like, I don't know any of you, why don't we all use code names instead of our real names because this situation is totally messed up and I don't want to know your real names. So nine people, all with a different number. Ace is one, Snake is two, Santa three, Clover four, Clover and Snake are siblings, Junpei five, June, uh, her real name you find out is Akane, she's a childhood friend, she's six, a man named seven, um, eight is Lotus, and then nine is doesn't get a name because really quickly he blows himself up. Um, essentially you are told that in order to go through the nonary games, you have to use your bracelet to create um, what is called, um, oh, what's the root? The digital root. And essentially what that means is you add your bracelets together and let's say we have nine, eight, and seven, right? Nine, eight, seven goes to 26. 
26 then has the number two and the number six in it. You add those numbers together and that gives you eight. That means you can go through the number eight door. So if you have a number four door and five door in front of you, you have to do a combination of three to five people to make it through that door. The problem is once you activate that door and go through it, if you don't go through it, you die and you blow up in like a a very explosive bloody fashion. And that's what happens to man number nine. He tries to cheat the system and gets blown up really quickly in all storylines. And that's where the game starts. You know what I really liked? Like each, it almost, cause part of me got into my head like, okay, this mastermind villain that's created this, this game with proper logic rules and systems. I'm like, he even like, like socially engineered what people will be doing by picking number nine. He seemed like someone who's a hothead who tries to figure out the logic and just kind of wants to like run through. And in my head, part of me is like, did he do this? Did he put number nine in expecting to like him to die so he can share the rules or like test the rules for everyone to see? Does that make sense? Part of me is like, he had to have been picked in some way. And I wish I would have known the ending to that guy or the history of that guy's character, how he was put in there. But part of me feels like that might have been the case. He's like the scapegoat to help the other people survive. And there's no chance for him to eventually escape. Uh, maybe Noob can help fill this in. But Mo, you do find out about that man. And I think where we what we do from here is without like going through and talking about every single storyline, I think we'll... We'll talk about the main storyline and then some of the like plots that come off of that because we could literally be here for three <laughs> hours to tell you the plot on it. But that plot um, essentially is that four men. Oh my God. Are we going to do this? We're going to do this. There's a company called Cradle Pharmaceuticals, right? And that company um, was doing a trial for the last nonary games. Nine years, so nine years before, man, we're, we're, oh my God, we're already starting. Okay, so nine years before the nonary games that you're in. So this game takes place in 2027. Nine years prior, they did a test with two sets of nine children. It was run by Cradle Pharmaceuticals because they were trying to figure out um, if children could speak to each other telepathically. Okay, we'll get into what that means in a minute, but the trial was run by four people. One of them in your party. One of them is the ninth man. And then two other people that you discover later. Makes sense. Did I did I do an okay job there, noob? This game is a a, a mind. <laughs> yeah. This is that's the kind of um end game things that you learn, isn't it? Um like before that before you even start thinking about that, you've gotta go through the actual like game (laughs) which is (laughs) hold on a second (laughs) where do you even start with this game um well like it's it's like you start and you have two options right go through the five door or go through the four door yeah yeah and then once you do that they all go to like the hospital room where you have a series of i think four doors in front of you and based on the way you tackle those doors um that then leads you to an ending or it leads you to more doors that get you towards the final ending. Yeah. Is that fair to is that a fair assessment of it? Yeah, definitely. It's um you face like with your first choice when you get to the first doors of either going through one or the other and you don't know what's going to lie beyond, then it turns out that on the other side you meet up with everybody again and can regroup and choose new people to go through the doors, but there's also drama happens between that. Um and yeah, you're right. These choices of which door you go down, um, 
decides which ending you get. I think it's, I feel like it's easier to get a bad ending, um, I would say, based on what I've been um, reading today about what are the actual things that you have to do to qualify for a good ending. Like, I think you meant to get a bad ending first. So I don't know if that's true, but that's, I certainly, we all certainly did. So I think we all must have got different bad endings to start with because I got the knife one. So... <laughs> Which, I think uh, if you're listening to this show and you're like, what the heck are they talking about? And you still haven't hit pause. Do yourself a favor, either play the game or uh, Google 999 flowchart. And what you'll see in front of you is the flowchart of the entire game where to start, you have two choices. Am I going to go through door four or five? That filters you to three new doors, door three, seven, eight. And essentially all that means is like within those doors, there's a, there's a different puzzle room that you have to achieve with a different set of people that make up a digital route, basically adding the numbers together and then adding like the, the two numbers to, to make it. Um, it just, each time you're going through a different door with a different set of people and on the outside of that door, once you make it through, typically there are consequences that happen. Either people are dead, people have um, gotten sick, people have disappeared or things have happened within the boat. One thing I, I didn't mention is that you have like essentially, I think it's eight hours to get out of this boat before uh, it sinks and you die. <laughs> it's nine, nine hours. It's not, I'm not <laughs> Of course it's nine. Of course. Uh, question about that, but that's not like an actual like tick down timer to complete the game. It's just once you hit certain progressions, you're like there's three hours left, but really you yes. have infinite hours to finish the game. It's just that, that kind of gives you that marker of how much is left in terms of like content to like go through. And like you said, Jacob, if you guys haven't played the game and you're just looking at that flow chart, it might look like it's a very like binary game or like you just make a decision one way or the other and you just follow that. But there's there's actually like a decent storyline to keep you interested throughout. And it makes you kind of just like if you're playing it without looking at a flow chart, which is what I did, you don't even see it that way. You're just seeing it as like, okay, this is the path I'm taking a risk on. I might not see that other one. And yeah, they, they wrap it all together really well to make it not seem that way. And just before we move on from that as well, just to sum up the um, the name of the game, also they have to try and find the number nine door to escape. Um, and yes. <laughs> that's why it's like nine persons, nine doors, nine hours. I think I said them the wrong order. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there's confusing. a reason this this title is shortened to 999 or the known rate just because it's easy. <laughs> yeah any numbers it's probably a nine <laughs> um i don't know noob if you want to like get into like some of the major threads because I, I think that when i think of this game like there are probably i don't know three or four major threads that i remember and that I always come back to. And I know we talked about one of them with Cradle Pharmaceuticals and whatever. But this we haven't really talked about like the sci-fi twist to this thing. And it's something that isn't immediately apparent. Is that is that something you want to want to try and tackle? I'm, I'm throwing it to you being nervous to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I can try. Um, so like throughout the game, the... The characters keep on giving you little monologues about these scientific stories about... Um, they're all about different things, but they all kind of come back to the same thing, which is the theory of this morphogenetic field where different... So one example... What were the examples? One example was like 
how a computer, a wireless computer monitor doesn't get its information from its, like, monitor. It's coming from somewhere else. And from the outside, someone that doesn't know about technology wouldn't know the information isn't coming from in this computer. And the question is posed, like, what if people are like that too? And we're just like a monitor, but there's actually some server out there somewhere that stores information. And, um, like, then the people can... The whole experiment of this, which, I mean, you don't find out straight away, is about trying to use that, I guess. And they, they figure out that um, to be able to access the field, they need to have... What was it? Um, danger. And was it an epiphany or something? It was something like that. Yeah. And... um. So that's kind of the purpose. It's a science experiment um, by Cradle Pharmaceuticals. I, I think there's another one where it's like an example where they talk about mice, how like mice make it through a maze and each generation of mice make it through the maze faster without actually speaking to each other or communicating or seeing the maze. And they figure that's because one generation of mice was telling was was transmitting to other mice that you can make it through like how to make it through a maze so they like summarize that there are two kinds of people in the fourth dimension that can access a morphogenetic field and those are like receivers and transmitters so depending on what you are you can either send people information about things through space and time that they don't know about or you can receive that information Ooh. and i think typically you you don't have both yeah. And is everyone in like out of the nine characters like just a a mouse in this game and do they eventually as you replay it are they able to communicate to the other group or something is is that how this game kind of deviates? <sighs> Go ahead you you, you want to try? So no, that's how the the game 9 years ago like um I think we mentioned earlier there was an original nonary game nine years ago that's what that game was and it was children and there was two different mm. groups and they were solving um the puzzles for each other and stuff um mm-hmm. but that is just the tip of the iceberg um <laughs> very good <laughs> yeah <laughs> pun was totally intended uh- <laughs> let me guess there's nine icebergs no i'm kidding i'm just throwing nines now everywhere <laughs> no but there's there's two ships right that, that and one of them hit an iceberg. <laughs> Is uh, that why they talk so, about the Titanic all the time? Yes, exactly. So I guess that this originally took place in the Gigantic, which was a sister ship yes. to the Titanic. Yeah. So at sometimes they talk about the Titanic and how it fits in. Um, one thing I want to just uh, double down on what what Noob had said about the original Noner games is that the children were a pair of nine siblings, or so nine pairs of siblings. And each of them, I believe, was able to access the field, but some of them were transmitters and some of them were receivers. In each pair of sibling, there was one. Um, the problem was, um, now we're just going to go, um, Akane Kurashiki, who is June in this game, was part of that original experiment. Ah. Okay. And she was put, one of the facilities was a ship, and then one of them was like a facility, or were they two facilities in Nevada? Either way... Um, she was put in the wrong group. So instead of being a transmitter, she was a, a, a like 
uh, a receiver and she was put in a situation where like she needed to receive information and she actually couldn't because mm. she wasn't that. So she put herself in trouble and I believe died in the original experiment. Shoot. Akane died in the original experiment. Or did she? <laughs> or did she? She's a robot. Mo's just like, what? She's a robot. What? She's definitely a robot. She is zero. I'm convinced. I win. I win the <laughs> games. So that's like one major thread. Uh, the, the morphogenetic kind of sci-fi piece to it we talked a little bit about the cradle pharmaceutical stuff but they were in charge of that original nonary game because they were trying to figure out and monetize i assume like um telepathy between human beings um and uh the um gintaru honku i believe was the ceo of cradle pharmaceuticals and guess what Um, he is actually in the nonary games uh, and he is your friend Ace. Oh, so, oh look at this Ace guy! I knew it. Is the CEO who created the original Nonary Games experiment? He, he looked kind of wealthy. He had a pretty nice little haircut. He had a nice little jacket. <laughs> he seen, and he liked to inject himself with some kind of liquid. Hmm, all makes sense now. <laughs> Here's the fun part, though. He is not responsible for this Nonary Games. Oh, interesting. He is not the mastermind behind this one. Okay, okay. See, this is why I love, like, anime in general. You think you know, and then they're like, no, you don't. Sit down, breathe. Like, stop thinking. We've already overthought for you. Just enjoy the experience. I'm already sold. I kind of regret not continuing on now. <laughs> uh, well, like, we're, we're going to keep going, but honestly, like, the second game, and, like, we're not going to spoil it, but, Noob, tell, tell me your thoughts on the second game. I think the second game goes even farther and is even more nuts. Yeah, the second game, like, everything that I don't like about this game, it fixes that and does everything that was good better. <laughs> um, and as far as sci-fi goes, yeah, it's, like, quite mind-melting mel- mind and amazing. I really, really, really like the second game. <laughs> I feel like this is yeah, one that you uh... should go through to um, make, the next one better not go through that sounds bad but like it really enhances the experience of the next one but it is just better in every way in my opinion uh, not to deviate again but so with with you saying that like do you for you to go for someone to go through it do they have to really like follow this flow chart or is there like a natural way where the game continuously tells them keep going and then finally it says okay you're done the game like how would someone know that they've gotten all of the storyline and that final true perfect ending that the, the designer wanted us to get to yeah i had to use a walkthrough i did not figure okay. it out myself yeah um i did as many so i i think the natural way to do it is do your own blind playthrough do your own blind through again like using the different options then go back halfway to get down the third option that you haven't done and then Google the requirements to get the wow. last two. <laughs> That's how I did it. You don't have mm-hmm. to do all of that, though. If you didn't want to do the other bad endings, then you could um, ask somebody. Like, I could tell you exactly what you needed to get. Um, I've got it written down here because I couldn't yeah. remember. But it's I find it, I found it too hard to figure out myself. Yeah, that's interesting. That's the first time I think I've heard of a game where it's like, in order to like beat it, you have to like Google search something. Like it almost seems like if you don't have access to the internet or something, like you might play this and then it's you're not going to get the full shabam, the full story. 
I think they do it on purpose. They do it more so in the second game, but it's also easier to navigate in the second game. It's really mm. hard to explain okay. without spoiling it. But basically, they lock off certain sections on purpose until you've got the information that you need. Ah, okay. So you don't miss cool. out on the story, basically. Mm-hmm. But then obviously it goes, if you don't know that, then you might just miss out on the ending instead of the previous story. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you if you look at the flowchart, and I think Noob kind of alluded to this, like you can find the, the ending you need first, uh, but then you have to follow another path entirely. And you can actually get to almost the ending on your first playthrough but you will get stopped and they'll basically be like hey you need to you need to play more of this to understand it yeah and it's got a it's kind of got a story reason too like it does make sense within the universe of the game um so it's not just like a game feature it does actually make sense yeah i, I and mo i i i think that what you're going to probably do after this is like watch a watch somebody talk about the ending um i think that this game sets the stage as you said for the second game and if you like what we're talking about the second game is better in every way and so if this intrigues you like i would say like maybe watch the end or play through it even though you kind of know where it's going so you can experience the second and third game that i'm playing right now hmm. well i see that's the thing jacob i actually probably will be playing through the like two endings the one like fake one to in- unlock the final one actually through it because the storyline was great i just was like kind of annoyed that like i didn't get the final one and i thought i'd have to step through every single possible permutation and I, I if that was the case i i don't know if i'd even go back for that but the fact that there's maybe one or two and knowing the storyline dives as deep as it does and i feel like even with us talking about it so far i don't feel like the story is spoiled i like how they kind of connect everything in between the pharmaceutical aspect that's really interesting and i know there's probably so much i'll pick up just from the voice acting and i do i did enjoy the puzzles as like not, they weren't simple, um, but like they kind of require a little bit of thought. They weren't just like, hey, drop a block in a toilet, uh, jump three times. There's, there's some kind of cool storyline to it. So I probably will be going through like step by step before we play that next one already based off of what we've talked about. <laughs> so like a warning for when you're going for the ending as well. Um, like what I didn't know is basically because I'd filled out the rest of the floor chart and I thought I was right near the ending. But then when you get there and when it's unlocked, it opens like a bit more, <laughs> it opens a few more blocks underneath and it's like, it was a couple more hours or something. Um, and I thought I was really close. So I just was, cause I was recording it as well. So I was doing it all in one section. And by the end I was like, oh, this is so long. Oh, wow. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're aware of it, then it's, you know, it's like, I would say, cause you know, you're saying about the, you see it as going back. I would say even though it's kind of, it's dressed as a flowchart, you can still think of it as a straight line because, and more so in VLR again, because you do need to do like pretty much all of the branches in VLR. Um, But also I think you will want to in VLR because there's a twist in it that's really cool. Gotcha. Yeah. And VLR is the second game, Virtue's Last Reward. And there are three of them. Uh, this game was, a, interestingly enough, a commercial failure in Japan. They brought it over to the United States, and that's when the game started to be successful. They greenlit a second game. That came out in 2012, Virtue's Last Reward. And then they uh, Spike Chunsoft, like, canned the second one, and people were, like, up at arms about, like, 
this was meant to be a trilogy. You've left the story completely like up in the air. What do we do? And we ended up getting Zero Time Dilemma, which is the third game that just came out in 2016 um, that both Noob and I, I'm nine hours in. She is about to get into. And I hope that we'll get to talk about on this show. Um, We are like already a lot of time in. And I think what I want to do is I'd love to we're look, there is no way on a, in a 90 minute podcast at the most that we are ever going to cover all of the nonsense in this game. But I think what I'd love to try and do is sew the threads to getting us towards the end. So I don't know, noob, do you want to try? Do you want me to try to kind of like push us towards the end? Uh, or is there any major threads that we need to cover before we get to the end? Um, we can cover like the other story beat about what's actually going on in the game itself rather than the outside, uh, the science and the, the pharmaceutical stuff. Like, for example, once you've gotten through um, the first section, um, Snake goes missing. That's kind of the next story beat. And um, basically, you have to then make another decision about which door you're going to go through without him. And um, that is really what drives where the rest of the game goes. No, I, I think that, that that's a great thing to say is like he's missing and in all playthroughs, he just disappears. In some pay- playthroughs, he disappears. In some, it appears as though he's been blown up to bits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, How far did... You got the submarine, didn't you, Mo? So, yeah, I saw him, I saw him mm. disappearing and his, like, his sister be- became like really sad and like... I uh, needed like always time to like kind of think about it. And so I, and then eventually I believe I found his remains. Yeah. Um. So I got to that stage. I wish I would have been able to like mark off which one of the submarine endings, or maybe I did get the knife ending. What's the knife ending? Because I did get stabbed in the back, but I saw a submarine. There's so one. Yeah. I assumed. Sorry. There's only one submarine ending, but okay. So it, that wasn't the knife ending. Um. You okay. went down. You know, on the floor chart, there's like one branch that goes off on its own. That's the one that you went down. Um, I believe so, because a lot of the times when, like, the character suggested, do you want to go here or go, like, against the grain, kind of? Yeah. I said, you know what? Let me just kind of go with the flow, like, see what the storyline. Even though some of the options were blatant, like, do you want... They literally said, do you want to go against the people and do this? And I was like, I'm going to get stabbed. My leg's going to get chopped off. I started getting <laughs> memories of Saw, the movies. I'm like, I don't want to die right now. I'm so tense. Uh, <laughs> So maybe I did get that first easy one that you're not supposed to get. That's probably the one I finished with. <laughs> that's interesting. So yeah, you must have, like, that's door three, I think. And that's the one where you find the body. But if you don't go down there, then you kind of, you do another escape room. And then everybody links back up at the other side and other people have found the body, right? So, and then you find more doors. Um, Clover gets sad because of, she thinks her brother's, blown up and more things happen i don't know how much to say now (laughs) no i i think that like you can you can kind of say i don't i don't know if you feel the same way but it's like you can talk about like axe ending is like clover because that's the one i got first time i played um 
Clover decides to like start killing people because of her brother being dead. And so she kills Santa. She kills seven. She kills June. And then she kills you. Yeah. Yeah. This, this little girl just starts like murdering people. Yeah. Okay. That's a good thing. Maybe we should go through those endings. So she, she, is it just be purely because of like, like her being upset that her brother is gone? Cause she made one comment earlier where I was like, he would not leave me alone. That's not something he would do. And that kind of connected. I'm like, okay, then he definitely was murdered or she did it. But like part of me, I was like, if if she is actually like sad, then definitely something is wrong, and he was like murdered by someone else in on the ship because he's blind, and we, that's when they figured it out. He happened. He died right after. We will tell you what happens, but he does not die. Um, axe ending is like Clover goes on a rampage. <laughs> Knife ending is that Ace starts killing people. Oh, okay, and then submarine ending. I believe is also Ace killing people. Sorry, go yeah. ahead, Noob. No, it's all right. Um, yeah, so the knife ending's the one that I got first. You don't, it doesn't reveal really anything. Basically, you go down the elevator and because you're looking for somebody and then the door's open and Lotus is just dead on the floor in front of you, covered in blood. And um, you're like shocked and looking at her body and then you just get stabbed from behind and then like he's trying to turn around, but he can't. And then he just dies. He... He sees the killer, but it doesn't, like, register and it doesn't tell you. And you're like, tell me! And then it, they just walk off and you're like... Who was it? Do, they, do you ever find out or know in that ending who killed you? Yeah, that one was Ace, yeah. Ah. So that's Knife. We talked about Axe. And then Submarine is you find a sub in a sword room, but then, again, Ace murders you in the back. Yeah, everybody gotcha. is dead, but... I think you were right, Mo. <laughs> one person was not dead, and one person was pretending, um, and then comes up and stabs you in the back again. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I feel like I—it's not even a guess because like there's everyone was just laying there and just like my just watching movies before. There's always someone faking it. <laughs> there's always someone who's trying to like stand like like to, to like make it seem like what happened is not the case, and that's the only really prediction I had. I wouldn't say. I called him out specifically. It was just the injection that kind of threw me off. And the fact that he was like, come save me. And you can tell he understood that no one was going to save him, but he believed that option. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. One thing you mentioned that we didn't talk about is Ace at one point is like passed out on the ground. And it's because he injects himself with a, a, a chemical agent called Soparil, which I think is just a, a it's actually a thing that uh, Cradle Pharmaceutical makes and Soparil is just I think an agent that just puts you out yeah. for a few hours if, I, if I'm if i mistaken. I think they describe it as like an anesthetic type thing and it also comes in like a gas form so like when you got kidnapped and it's all the white gas I think that's the same thing. Mm. Yeah I, I believe so. Um, But the you, you slowly find out like who's part who's in on it rather okay and so we've we've talked about ace he's the ceo of of the company he's culpable he's the one that did the trials years ago um you find out then about santa and about his identity uh, because he is a person that um, is actually akane kurashiki's brother so you find that out um, Seven has lost his memory and can't remember a single thing. In one of the endings, his memory gets jogged and he remembers that he was a police officer yes, I got that, that discovered. You, you Okay, you, you discovered that. Yeah, I got what that was, part. What did you remember from that? Um, we're, we're kind of in like the basement area um, and he's we're trying to figure out like how to escape. We find like a... He, 
there's different cells and they kind of all look the same. They look like almost like jail cells. And he just all of a sudden kind of like snaps into something. He's like, I've been here before or like, I know what this was. And it was him. He was thrown in prison. I believe I've, I can't remember like vividly exactly, but it was something along the lines that he was a police officer trying to investigate like what was going on. Uh, and like, he just kept getting little flashbacks of like children in the newspaper. And that's kind of, I don't think I had the full understanding of the, what was going on, but it was just that he seemed to be like a good guy, like trying to kind of figure out or uncover like a mystery of some kind of like experiments, but not too much detail. Like I, I, I didn't connect the dots of like there, this nonary game happened in the past. I just knew there was a bunch of kids. Um, they're probably being tested on and they're, th- they're probably thrown in this jail cell based off of his slight recollections. I think in that ending you get like a shortened version and then down the real ending you get like a longer version of what actually happened. I'm not totally sure about that but from today what I remember I think you get like a longer version of his backstory which explains a lot of the the previous game. Mm -hmm. Yeah I I think in, in essence it's like he was the one who discovered the kids. He snuck onto the ship and a lot of the kids were about to be killed and he rescued all but one of them. And the one that he didn't rescue was Akane Kurushiki. Mm. So was was June in this case. Um, I think that Lotus is another person who is tied... Basically, everyone is tied into the original <laughs> Nonary game in, in one way or another. Um, with her... She was a, uh, her twin kids, her twin girls yes. were involved in the first nonary game. Okay. So that's how she kind of ties in. We talked about seven. We talked about Santa. Um, yeah. The ninth man was part of Cradle Pharmaceuticals before he blew himself up. And then um, Snake Brother. Yeah, I think we, we kind of covered everybody. Yeah, I think even like the, what's his name? Uh, is it Seven, the big guy? Sorry if I'm asking you again, but yeah. he even the, mentioned the comp, yeah. in the it's shortened like part that they mentioned in my playthrough, like he even says like, I met your kids and he's saying that to Lotus and she's like, what do you mean you met my kids? They've been gone and they kind of have that quick little and I just kind of dismissed it. I'm like, okay, it's something that's going to happen but then again, the game wrapped up so quickly. I'm like, all right, I'll never know but now I guess I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think the and then uh, there's even like a, a subplot about Ice Nine mm. um, and how like there's a woman on the ship who is like encased in Ice Nine and she won't melt in room temperature. There are tons of different storylines that, that happen, but it all kind of filters down to like a final one where you think Snake is dead. He's actually just been like, not kidnapped, but removed from the game and then put in a coffin in a certain part of the ship where you discover him and you're able to keep moving forward. You discover that some people, the numbers on their actual bracelet aren't the true, true numbers that they have. And then you're kind of filtered towards the end where like you're put in a situation where you have to, you're in an incinerator in the end of the game. Oh, and you fuck. Essentially, yeah, yeah. It all ends with like, hey, there's the final nine door. And then here's a Sudoku puzzle that you have to solve in this incinerator before you burn alive. Nice. <laughs> this is Circa Metal Gear Solid. He's like in the radiator, just dragging across. Sorry, we have a, we've been talking about Metal Gear Solid in our Discord server that kind of was uh, implant, implanted in now. Yeah, and and I guess at that point, and like noob, I don't know how you feel, but I think I have to like I have to rip the bandaid off and like talk about the big thing. Yeah, yeah, the big thing is that 
the whole purpose for all of this second nonary game was so that um, your character could be in a position to be at this, you know, Sudoku puzzle that you could solve in the incinerator so that you as a transmitter could transmit the answer to young, um, what is her name? Young um, uh, Akane. Akane, Akane Kurashiki so that oh. in one timeline she could solve it and survive. Oh my gosh. So uh, all of that hassle, all of those storylines <laughs> just to solve another small little puzzle that's probably in a part of a bigger puzzle. That's cool though. That's kind of fun. And just think, like, she in another timeline. So in this in this universe, like, imagine that some of the timelines just happen through space and time, right? So in this timeline, she actually, um, she survived and became zero that she, so she could help herself oh, in wow. a timeline where she didn't make it out of the ship. How wild it like it's, I'm yeah. not even doing it justice. No, when I, I, when I I'm I'm, I'm totally following. Like there's some animes I'm watching right now which play with time and like uh and like it's one thing happening and can you go back and alter that another pass or does it deviate and create an alternative path? So I'm all in. I didn't know it was actually going to be diving into that kind of storyline because those are some of the stories I thoroughly enjoy because it kind of makes you think like can you really like change what happened in the past or can you change what what's going to happen in the future? And it's always tricky to kind of figure out. Essentially, it's a flow chart. Time and space is just flow charts <laughs> and you just don't, you don't have all the options and you're kind of trying to figure out which ones are in what and what's affecting what. Kind of cool. Did I, did I do it justice, Noob? Did I figure out, did I miss any like major threads that like need to be covered? I think there was like another part of it where there was, kind of a reveal and it's really important also to remember that this was originally on the ds and it plays into it actually uses the ds as a thing so like actually throughout the game you can play the game on novel mode or adventure mode and on novel mode it gives you a lot more description and it's different on adventure mode it's more just like um the characters and the images and stuff um but on the ds the novel mode was always on the top screen i think adventure mode was always on the bottom and then later on you get a reveal that actually basically novel mode is akane um telling the story through junpei's eyes um and so basically what happens is that you discover that she they kind of helped each other solve the puzzles i guess and when you get to the end puzzle what happens is like i think on the ds you have to turn it upside down so that the puzzle is now on the top because I think I've got that backwards, but it plays with one character is on one screen, one character is on the other, which you can't get on PC or on PS4. But um, it was like a major thing for the game um, using the DS. But like the part of the reveal of that is that all along it's been Akane being there too. Ah, gotcha. Um, Kind of experience. She's experiencing it in the past, and you're experiencing it in the now. But so everything that she's seen through Junpei's eyes, she can now then go on to create to make sure that she survives within the next nine years. Does that make sense? It, it, so here's <laughs> the thing. It totally makes sense, but our brains are just throbbing right now. I wish that and, I had a picture and, of what you guys look like right no, now. No, I, I can definitely see it. You're saying like the, the timeline like of, of uh, Junpei right now and what he's going through is actually 
that same state is the state that Akane was in back nine years ago, and she's she's relying on the results of it to survive the next nine years to get to where she was there. And maybe when they connected eyes, there was that little bit of like the like space time was connected. It's like I know you from somewhere, but where? It's like because you're looking at yourself right now doing something, and you can't really realize that. Hey. Akane looking through Junpei's eyes looking at Akane is now looking at herself in a mirror and it's like the timeline's just having a little bit of a hiccup to say like hey you know yourself because you're yourself right now and that flipping of the DS feature that you mentioned I think is super cool I love when like game platforms use like physical outside elements whether it's rumble or twisting or turning to incorporate itself in a storyline and it kind of makes sense like you're flipping the universe on top of itself and there's a little bit of weirdness and they, they, they execute it pretty well that way yeah. Yeah, and I, I you have to watch it like even on a on a PS4 because um if you watch like Zero Escape True Ending, what you'll see is that the game flips between timelines and in the top just as you said noob, there's like um uh, typically there's like novel mode and adventure mode, but I think what happens here is that it flips between Junpei's vision and flips between um so between the present um, and the past so Akane and Junpei it is like a total mind meld and you mentioned something before we started um, between you and I that like um, it takes like danger it takes two things to essentially be an esper and it takes like epiphany and danger and so he could have never transmitted anything to her had he not been in the situation where he was about to be burned alive mm. so like it was the perfect like it was the perfect element of like her recreating everything and then putting him in danger, having that moment of epiphany to be able to help her in the past. Mm. And again, some people might listen to this and go like, guys, you're like totally missing it. And even between like noob and I, I'm like, I think all of these timelines happen and noobs actually like, no, I think that like this one, it's like a a linear timeline. So these conversations and I, I think in your series noob and sorry to bounce all over the place, but even you would spend so much time just like sitting there with your Twitch chat and just being like, what is this? What is going on? What is your interpretation of that? And that's what I love about games. Yeah, it's it's so like, it's so good that you can like, I, I'm kind of shocked that we've had different opinions, like not different opinions, but different interpretations about it. And like, I love that so much. Um, do you want to go first more? Because I, I, I've got another point to add on, but it's a bit different. Oh. Oh sure, yeah. So like, I you guys talking about the different like uh, I guess reviews or like the opinions on the game. That's one of the reasons why I love like really great storytelling in a lot of these like anime shows and like this game in particular. That like they they're they're so complex. There's so many things that stick to people that don't stick to others. Like the whole space time like connection thing. I thoroughly enjoy love diving into because it's not like exact like fact exactly what's happened. Your brain has to do a little bit of like gymnastic to kind of understand it, and it's only based off of maybe things that you experienced like if you've never had to play around with the thought of like parallel universes or the multiverse it's something that like your, your brain has never really thought of before this storyline might just completely go over your head and you might understand it a different way but that's the game itself that's the way you understand it and it doesn't take anything less from it and i love these discussions when we talk about these kind of games because it's it's not the traditional hey like find this element light the torch on fire okay now you saved the princess like it's there there's more complex and the joy is the gymnastic that's happening in your head to kind of understand them I think based on everything you've said you actually might really love VLR um yeah. seriously like 
if like we'll see how you go with this but if you want like I feel like I want to give you a briefing to make sure that like <laughs> you're gonna enjoy okay. it to the max because um like don't be intimidated by the the branches they are necessary but it makes all the sense but um no, I'm in I'm in oh sweet I think you're really gonna like it but um no I, what I was gonna say was um like did you notice throughout the game like June keeps burning up and getting fainting and getting like you know feverish and that's because anytime you go down the wrong path she's gonna burn to death when she's a kid so (laughs) what (laughs) i forgot about that that's so cool yeah so that's how you kind of know (laughs) your faces again (laughs) yeah it's just this game just like keeps paying off and and truly like there are even like I'm actually going to bring up a question here. Uh, it comes in from uh, I am links. Uh, they ask, what is your favorite twist or ending or what twist ending got you the most? Um, I want to bring up one thing we haven't even talked about and it's how ACE has a condition called prosa, prosa, pagno- Oh my God. Prosopagnosia, I think is what it's called. So essentially he can't recognize faces. So there's one point where, um, like he's unveiling his secret plan or like reveals who he is and you end up um, tricking him into thinking someone is somebody else. And that's when you discover that like he can't actually recognize faces. Mm. And the reason why he killed some specific people in why he killed one person in one of the playthroughs is because that person was dressed up in someone else's clothes. So he just like straight up murdered them because he couldn't wow. recognize their face. It is a it is a small detail that only fits into some of the endings, but that's the kind of care and wild BS that you get with this game. Yeah. yeah. How do you write this stuff? Like it's so complex. Like it's awesome. Like, a, these are this is like yeah. talented writing and I thoroughly enjoy this kind of stuff. It's a good question. Like not only is the story so like well written and bizarre, but it works, but also then the maths side of it. Like how did they even figure all this out as well? Yeah. Like I have no idea because that comes back into it too. Like you kind of mentioned it earlier and there's no point in going too far into it. But like even the way they've worked out, like the maths isn't even exactly how it seems um, with the digital root stuff and yeah. stuff like that. And like, now I'm like, I don't want to spoil everything for more. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's okay. There's a thing about the number nine door as well. It's like, again, not what it seems. What I was going to say is like, even on that, like there's one, there's one path where one of the characters you find out that they're, the number on their wristwatch is actually not the number that... So it says one number, but it's actually a different number. Mm-hmm. And they were actually taking one person with them. I think it was Santa and Clover. And essentially Santa was taking one character with them through all of the doors because that that combination of numbers made it so that anyone else who was with the group would essentially... Um, anyone else that was with the group would essentially make the number the right door. So like, let's say this is a really bad example, but like if there was two people and they were going to the four door, their combination plus the person would give four, but that person by themselves would also give them four. Cool. So like, is that kind of what you were getting at? That's a bad explanation. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's, um, June and Santa and basically their bracelets, like Santa's three, June six, that equals nine. But um, they're not 
what they say, like... Oh, God. Maybe, is she... One of them's nine and one of them's zero or something like that. And it it adds up. I don't remember exactly now, but they can all, they always go through the rooms together because they can... Um, add a nine to... Any combination? Yeah, add a nine to something doesn't change the digital route or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But, um... And even somebody steals, like, the ninth man who gets blown up in the first ten minutes of this game. Somebody steals that bracelet in some of the storylines and secretly uses it to change their number. That, like, going through the door. Cool. So, like... Yeah. Or, or will use that to go into a door with only two people. Yeah. Like, see, even hearing all of this, I, like... Okay, yeah, I don't know about like the pharmaceutical part, like the the, the story, uh, Akane's backstory, but I don't even think the game is really spoiled because like the interconnection and the path to these storylines are like what I find value in and the puzzles are a nice little plus as well. So like even you guys talking about, I don't feel like I've played the game yet. I have to like go back and do it again. And even then I feel like I probably wouldn't have played the game. It's, 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 It's the discussion with everyone that kind of explains it all and spoils it, but you have to like play it to be able to spoil it kind of. And we've talked for like 90 minutes and we've only, we've not even talked about any of the 16 escape room puzzles that you can do. Yeah, Like we talked about the first one, but like there are ones in a casino, like a casino on a ship. There's one where it's like in a hospital where there's this, these really creepy like surgical dolls that you have to like switch their legs and arms to make their weights the same. Like some of the puzzles are very forgettable, but other ones will stick with you either because of the cool thing you had to do or because the the uh, surgical doll scares the crap out of you and you thought about it for two days after you played the game. Yeah. I think they were good difficulty um, as well. They weren't, like, too difficult. I, I, th- I know I had to look at a walkthrough for the very first puzzle because I couldn't find one of the items. But generally, yeah. I think most of them were, like, doable by yourself, uh, which I appreciated a lot. That was one thing that was different in VLR was that I found the puzzles more difficult. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Like, I probably looked up, like, I don't know, four or five of them in VLR just because I, I could not. Yeah. My dense brain wouldn't figure it out. And I'm maybe, like, eight or nine puzzle rooms into the third game. And I just, the same thing, where there were probably two or three where I'm like, I'm too dumb for this. <laughs> I can't figure yeah. it out. Please help me in that. Oh. I, I get that. <laughs> Um, what I would love to do with y'all before we close is, um, this game does a lot of cool stuff, but one thing we haven't talked about is that, um, the writer of the game actually took into consideration what's called an Enneagram. So if if y'all haven't heard of Enneagram, it's like a personality test, but it essentially gives you a number between one and nine. And based on those numbers, it also gives you kind of your general personality traits. Beyond that, each of the nine characters in this game was based on one of the personality traits from this test, which is just like absolutely obscene. So what I'd love to do is I asked you guys to tell me what your Enneagrams were or take an Enneagram test before we did this. Um, So I'd love to kind of close the show with um, y'all letting me know what your test results were. And uh, then I'm going to tell, we're going to talk about like what you, what your kind of test came out to, but also what character you're closest to in 999. (laughs) 
Um, I will go first and just say that I am a, what's called a one wing two. So if you want to do this follow along at home, just like go to Enneagram on Google and like, it'll take five minutes and it'll give you results. And like, we'll run you through what all the characters were. I'm a one wing two. So, um, a one is, uh, what's called a reformer. So I'm somebody who like uh, likes to, uh, in, improve the world, if you will. And then two is being a, a helper and a giver. So one wing two. Um, but since I'm one first, um, that means that as a reformer, I'm technically the ninth man, which means that I got blown up within like two minutes of this game. <laughs> so just goes to show, um, not a good look for me. Oh, uh, noob, do you want to jump in and, and kind of let us know what your test results were? And I can tell you so, what character you turned out to be. Go ahead. Mo. Sorry, Jake. What, what, what uh, character were you then? Like I'm more associated with, I ca- I missed that one. Oh, the ninth man. The ninth the guy man. Who got blown up. Wow. Like, within <laughs> sorry, seconds. Jacob. Yeah. I was reading my <laughs> results and missed that one. I am so sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, it's totally okay. I got blown up and I probably deserve it. <laughs> Go ahead, noob. Um, my first one, I was a 98% match for number four and a 96% okay. match for number seven. Nine. Okay, so that means as number four um, that you're an individualist and a romantic. Um, and so that's number four and then seven, um, you're an enthusiast and what it says is like Epicure. So like if, if you're, um, I'm going to run you through like some of your fears and your ego, whatever it's like with four, you're like melancholic. Um, you're, you're kind of a, a fantasizer. And then with seven, you're like planning anticipation. That's what you're all about. So, um, four is first seven. So you're four wing seven, which means character wise as a four, that you are most likely to be Lotus. <laughs> cool. Cool. Okay. As an individualist, how do you feel about that? Hmm. <laughs> it's so funny because I was looking at my playthrough earlier and like for most of it, I hated Lotus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what did you hate about Lotus? Oh, she she just... reminded me of myself. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like... No, she she had such an attitude and a, like just put your boobs away, lady. <laughs> <laughs> she really had the anime outfit thing going yeah, on. Yeah, right? she did. I think I, I didn't mind it by the end. She was all right. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, uh, what were your results? Um, so I have a ninety-eight percent for seven, and then oh, okay, and then but then I have like a close. Um, a five, ninety six percent five. So like ninety eight and ninety six percent. So seven wing five is how you kind of recalling it. Yeah, exactly. So like noob, you're kind of an enthusiast. You're a planner. Um, that is kind of your your seven. Uh, and then f- you said uh, five. Five. You're an investigator and observer. Um, you're maybe a little stingy. Um, but at the same time, you're like very transparent. Yes. Absolutely. So if you're seven wing four, that means I'm going to say you're like seven. Um, As an enthusiast, seven, um, you are Santa. Oh. So you are Zero's assistant. (laughs) Yeah. AKA a big big planner, somebody who helped this whole thing happen. The evil scientist behind the scenes. Kind of how I am for the podcast. The evil scientist. (laughs) (laughs) So I got blown up. Um, Noob, you escaped... And maybe scantily clad, and Mo, you. I did are the blowing a, a up. Planning murderer. <laughs> You're like, come to my murder party. Yeah. So I am Jigsaw, is what we're, we're coming down to. 
Uh, um, well, thank you for indulging me in that in that fun little game. That was fun. Um, what yeah, I'd thank like you. to ask before we close is, um, do you have anything else you want to say about 999? Let's ensure I get the name right of this stupid game. <laughs> um, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Noob, why don't we start with you and give us your, your final take here. Okay. I think, like, it's not a perfect game by any stretch. Like, I remember when I was playing it, I was ready for it to be done, but... Again, not in a bad way. It was just the first visual novel I'd really ever played. And it's very exposition heavy. Um, they will just talk for like a long time. Um, it's not very well paced, I found. I'm sorry to go on all the negatives, but I will end with positives. No, those are super <laughs> fair. Yeah, full agree. <laughs> um, I'm doing like the min-max thing from cutscenes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think... Exposition heavy and um, not very well paced, which is they completely fix in VLR. Um, and like as for the good stuff, just like the mystery, I think it's fun with the twists and turns. Um, like I was having theories as I was playing, and like some of them were just so wrong. And I, like the knife ending that I got um, to answer Lynx's question as well was like, that was my most memorable, even though all this other stuff happened, my most memorable moment was my first ending, the knife ending, because it just came out of the blue, and like, we were just dead, and it was descript like, it was described so, like, vividly, and I was reading it out loud for YouTube as well, and the music started kicking in, and I was like, oh my god, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> and then we were dead, and I was like, this is really cool, and I need to jump straight back in. Um, but yeah, um, just, I recommend playing the true ending um, and playing this before you play VLR. Um, I think it's quite important, or at least knowing most of the story. But yeah, like positive experience all around. Just really, really liked it. And I like it more the more I talk about it with people as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I'm like in the same boat as you. I agreed with every single negative you had of like, this game is slow at times, very exposition heavy. The remaster of 999, even on PS4, like isn't a super fun game. Um, if you're if you play it for like, so if you buy the bundle for PC and PS4, you're gonna get both mm -hmm, games, yeah. right? If you play 999 for like maybe three four hours or even less, and you're like, I am not into this, but I love, the, I kind of understand the world and I like the story and whatever. I would encourage you to like read up, watch videos and like get the exposition that you need to go into VLR because it improves a lot of what the game is not good at. Game puzzles, um, some of the, the junky kind of making your way through different timelines and it's super worth it. It is a game that VLR specifically is a game that I still think about and I played it a year ago and I still think about some of the things that happened and I'm playing the third game now and like I... I I don't see a world where it doesn't pay off because of how it's already been set up, but I will leave it there. This is a fun game, not for everybody, but if murder, murder escape room anime is something that like is your vibe, then like jump in. 
Mo, are you going to go back and, and finish this game or what? Yeah, I think so. I think I will. Um, unless you guys are like adamant, I should just jump into the second game because I've picked up everything I need to know. But I kind of want to like go through like the steps of just getting the, like the, the final ending now. Um, I do like like in-depth storylines and things like that. And that was one thing I was kind of worried about because if we jumped on here and you guys said, oh, you just find out it was uh, it was seven all along and he was just had like a costume and he just injected you no. with a thing i would be like okay see i don't want to play that like i get it someone's a bad guy and it's some kind of murder mystery but because there's so many different levels to it i think i will jump back in but like you said jacob it's not for everyone and the fact that I, it's just one of like my coincidentally one of my like interests and in like storylines is like multi-parallel universes that kind of gets me hooked uniquely if i didn't care about that and i just wanted to like like with some people that like to play video games, it's kind of like they want to switch off, be in a world, like interact in a, in a different world. It might not be for you. This is definitely like a puzzle thinker style game. And if you just want to drift off and maybe ride like a horse in like Red Dead Redemption 2 and that's the only style game you like, this isn't for you. And after maybe watching someone play the first level, you can kind of understand that and you can kind of drift off and be okay with it. Like it's definitely polarizing one way or the other really really good or i don't want to play this yeah exactly um that wraps up our thoughts on 999 uh, uh noob i want to say thank you for for coming on to the show i think it turned out really well um despite all three of us being very <laughs> nervous to do this wonderful game justice um before you talk about yourself i want to say like if you are interested in this game i would actually recommend going to control alt noobs channel and watching playthroughs of it yes because that's a great way to experience the game. oh thank you tell us about that and about yourself okay uh like i'm not sure i'd recommend watching my 999 because it was like my third <laughs> let's play that i ever did and uh the audio is bad i know i'm not selling myself very well here <laughs> but <laughs> i recently vlr is very i good. recently your, your playthrough oh, that. thank you i recently finished vlr um and i am actually proud of that one it went really well it was a ton of fun like I had so much laughter and like it was just a wild, wild ride. Um, so yeah, I would recommend like maybe watching that one if you're interested. But um, yeah, other than I do like, I used to think that my channel was kind of story based, but it's not so much anymore. It's more like an exploration of different types of games and stuff like that. Um, so like I do content about indie games, I do the PS Plus games every month and do like a summary of the month and um, then long form let's plays like I don't cut anything out because just because that's the kind of uh, let's plays that I like to watch. Um, so like if you want to experience a full game with through my eyes I guess um, then you can do that there and also my streams are three times a week and we play like a good variety and we have like a wonderful community they are so cool um and anybody's welcome to come and join and just chat or lurk or anything you want to do and just hang out and we usually have quite a laugh um currently i i'm gonna start zero time dilemma very soon for youtube and for stream i'm gonna start bug snacks soon <laughs> and then cool. yeah and then disco elysium after that so oh wow. yeah that's my uh schedule booked for a while <laughs> but yeah that's that's everything 
you have uh, two things like you like you said tons of variety on your channel everything from Uncharted to Night in the Woods to Maquette like if there's a game that you like like you can follow like Noob's playthrough of it and then our community sometimes like kind of cross streams whether it's playing Among Us yeah. or you know you Travis Katie and I jumping on and playing Fall Guys so um, we adore you <laughs> uh, we adore your content we thank you very much for coming on today and we mean it when we say like whatever you need we oh, are here. thank you so much like oh you guys are amazing like <laughs> thank you for everything thank you for having me <laughs> of course and we'll see you for vlr if, if mo decides to oh do yeah i'm in i'm in <laughs> um, you can find all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehind.club uh, you can join our discord server at leftbehindgame.club slash discord um, that's where you can find me you can find Mo you can find Noob in there and you can talk about all kinds of nonsense including this game uh, you can find us on Twitter at leftbehindclub and on Instagram at leftbehindgameclubmo uh, where can the people find you? you can find me in that discord but also on social media platforms at mmertati um, and yeah Kind of summarized it all together, Jacob. You get it really tight, but uh, you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. I'm on Twitter, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I do my thing. Uh, I also host another podcast called Cutscenes. It is a video game movie podcast that Noob mentioned earlier. Um, we wrapped up season two. We are planning season three for the back half of 2021. Uh, so if you like movies, uh, please check that out. Cutscenes.ca and all major podcasting platforms. Michael's not here, Mo, but like, please take us home. I got to clear my throat. <laughs> Shout out Michael Ruffalo. And that, my friends, is one less game left behind. All right. I'm going to do two different intros because I, like I said, there might, it might be july or june so let me just uh do nine different intros <laughs> <laughs> oh i see what you did there that's cute <laughs> um, so and then if that's not it then it'll be 124 <sighs> welcome to episode 124 of the left behind game club this week we play nine doors ish <laughs> <laughs> nine doors down is that that band yes <laughs> God, I hope that somebody clips all of these. I hope Shane grabs these at the beginning. Hey, I'm Jacob McCord. I'm Katie Lasbrance. And I'm Travis Colnut. We are hosting a brand new podcast called Cutscenes. There are tons of video game podcasts and tons of TV film podcasts, but we're going to bring you the intersection of both and talk about video game, movies, and TV. I know what you're thinking. Aren't most of them not very good? Wrong. Some of them are fine. And we're going to tell you all about them. Make sure to subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. Follow us on Twitter at cutscenes underscore pod. And most importantly, give us a listen. See you soon. Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast.